0: This is The Bow Show on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: The Bow Show for SML Entertainment, pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details.
2: Welcome to The Bow Show, Tuesday july 17th i think i just kind of stick to day one day two day three of practice uh today man we're going to talk a little um little injury update uh that'll be at the end of the show um we'll talk our little series right there at the end of it with ottawa upcoming game against montreal uh i got a guest coming on to talk about some golf uh then we've got some couple things to announce that are coming up Hit a little bit on to hit on some of the cfl bye weeks and things going on um and uh just don't forget 960-960 text in. At the end of the show, we're gonna talk football in movies. Cause uh what I've started to notice is, you know, when I watch when I watch a movie, I look at some of the some of the things I see when it's talking about football or trying to portray football, and it drives me insane. And I imagine that's probably the same with you know, golfers and their sport and whatnot. But uh so what we'll do is you text in, tell me the movie, uh, maybe even like the scene or a little blurb of of what you want to know, if it's if it's realistic, if it's true, if it's fake. Uh, and we'll kind of chat about that a little bit. But, um, yeah, boys, good to be back. Yeah. Will, got the Jets hat on.
0: That's right. Got to represent. <laughs> That's a every, tough. Time, every time I make, Every time I wear this hat, Bo always makes fun of me. But <laughs> Hey, good.
2: at least you're true to your team. I'm That's cool, right.
0: I'm cool with that. I don't think it's just Bo.
2: It's everybody, isn't it?
0: Really? My number, number two over there? Hmm. Mm. All right. Are you making fun of me, too? I am. Hmm. Uh do we want to deal with this or what's this? Well, you were alluding to it. Oh, well you said wait for the show. I said so wait for the some, show. So you had some big well, elaborate you introduction. Wanted, well, you, you brought, brought it ahead. up
1: yesterday. You wanted to no, no, you
0: brought it up yesterday. Well, we, we, you saw it on Twitter. We and, both and noticed. The first thing you said was I wonder if we'll get gifted. No, tomorrow.
1: that's not what I said. I said Look at that generous guy. That's true. Look at that incredibly generous guy. And 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 then it was followed by, (laughs) where's our gifts? What I appreciate the most was (laughs) that you seem to take some time. You seem to actually put some thought into what you bought each member of the offensive line. That you didn't just go and buy
2: X amount of something and just spread it around. Like buy... Buy eleven pairs of sunglasses just hand with the guys. Right. Yeah. yeah. Rob,
0: Rob was really intrigued. Why uh, a mandolin? What the, the musical instruments. What, uh,
2: well, I mean that's that's easy. Those two. I mean, if you know Quinn Smith, the guy. Yes. He, if he's not, if yeah. he doesn't have his cleats on, he probably has a guitar in his hand. Right. Uh, he's done a lot of gigs around the city. Um, and I mean, you go go listen to the video and, and listen to Derek talk about it. Uh, Derek Dennis, uh, Bone Crusher, um, and it's the truth, man. I, I know my guys. You know, I I try to kick with them as much as possible as far as just on the road things like that um but when i decided about a week two ago that i was going to do it and i told the wife and she agreed to it uh because i knew it was going to be a, a pretty penny to get the job done to the extent that i wanted to um i really just started kind of paying attention on the road and see like what the guys had as far as like phone or um you know their headphones or what they were playing with because a lot of guys play video games on the road just to keep their minds off things and uh and that's where i started to notice i looked over at berg and He's got this pair of Beats on, and they've got tape on them. <laughs> and if you had a pair of Beats, you know about after about like two years, the uh, the little lining in the headphones starts to like, kind of like pop out. And I was like, "Man, how long have you had those?" He's like, "Man, I've had these for five years." And I was like, "You've had a pair of headphones for five years, and I, I might go through two or three years." Yeah. And uh, I was like, "That's impressive." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Man, I just don't want to fork over the money for a new pair. They still work." And I was like, "That's the perfect thing right there." Like, and uh, then talk to you, Cam, and you can's really good friends hangs out with rooms with uh devaris um Breskison, and they've both got their nintendo switches and they're over there playing i kind of look back there and you know see you kind of peeking over it I was, like, <laughs> I was like why don't why don't you just go get one he's like man i want to but four hundred dollars like for a video game like, i don't know man it's just tough um uh, so yeah i mean i just kind of paid attention and, and and uh got the guys what i thought they would like and what they would want and uh, if I didn't know, I kind of guessed, but had an educated guess on it. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, the mandolin. I basically went to the guitar store, and <laughs> funny thing is about that, I walk in, the guy's like, hey, man, need any help? I was like, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, good. The man knows what he wants. I like it. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I walked back there, and I'm looking, and I knew I was getting one for Quinn and one for Vila, our rookie, because he played uh, he played the ukulele. He borrowed somebody's at the rookie show, but he could play it like crazy. And I was like, "Damn, that's awesome. I was like, he probably has one. I was like, but let me go in there and look and see if there's something similar, like a little bit different about one. And I found a six-string ukulele. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I bet he doesn't have that. So I got him that. And originally, so I'm looking at prices. I try to keep it right around the same amount, like three, 400 And I was looking at banjos for Queen. Because I was like, he probably doesn't have a banjo. I feel like that's a different cool instrument he could have. And uh, there was only one that was in the right price range. All the rest were like five, 700 and so grab the one and take it up front. He's like, nice, man. Good job. Like, you were quick. And I was like, yeah, I found, found the things I wanted. And uh, he's like, yeah. He's like, nice. So you're left-handed. <laughs> and I was like, no. He's like, oh, well, this is a left-handed banjo. He's like, I thought you knew what you were looking for. And I was like, so did I. <laughs> so he's like, man, let me help you out. So he walks me back there. And he's like, who's this for? And I was like, it's for one of my teammates. Uh, he, I was like, he does a lot of gigs. I was like, I don't know what to get him, you know, musical, instrument-wise that he doesn't have or that he even wants. Um, and he's like, what does he play? And I was like, he plays a lot of country. Sometimes he moves like a little bit of raspy voice into it. And that's when he showed me the mandolin. He's like, this is what a lot of people play bluegrass on. And I was like, oh, I could definitely see him playing some bluegrass. So nice. got him that. And of course, if y'all saw the video online, he picks it up and just starts playing it. Like I was like, that's insane to me. Like <laughs> I know it's I know it's similar to a guitar, but just the fact that you could pick it up, play it like it was nothing was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I man, I, I thought it was cool to get those guys something. They don't get a lot of credit a lot of the times they kind of live in the shadows a lot but you know they're they're the engine that makes us run so thought they deserved it for sure
1: that's awesome that is awesome so those guys those guys don't take it for granted do they like they don't they're not no.
2: waiting on you to never okay yeah 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 no
1: they're I, probably
0: stunned by
2: yeah i had i even had, I even had some gets... old line from other teams texting me so <laughs> that's how i knew it was good cuz i had some old line from other teams texting me like man why does not our guy do that you got to talk to him you got to get him to do that uh, he doesn't even take us out to eat. And I was like, ooh, I'm not going to name names. I was just like, man, that's that's bad. We'll just, and
0: we'll just jump on that quickly because I know the stat was out there last game actually. I think it was after halftime because you went you went down in the second quarter and, and they were talking about the offensive line in Calgary. And, and you can attest to this because the whole snapshot is your entire time there. But four of the last five years, you guys have led the league in sacks allowed. Um, and, and that just speaks to obviously the depth because you've had a lot of transition. Brent Jones has left. You've had, uh, obviously, retirement with Federer You've lost guys like Derek went to Regina for a year. Um, just talk about their camaraderie. And, and you talked about their creed a month ago or whatever it yeah. was or six weeks ago. I mean, they're, they're a pretty tight group, aren't they?
2: They are, man. They hang out a lot. They, they stick together. Um, it's a fun group to watch interact because when your O-line likes each other and they're kicking it, man, they, the communication is there. But the biggest thing is the blame's not there. You know, a lot of times what I've seen, you know, in a couple of years that I've been here now is that, um, you know, you just don't want to mess up. And you don't want to be the guy that gets the quarterback hit or sacked or give up the, you know, be the one that missed the block that could have sprung the, the run for the running back. And sometimes I've seen in the past, you know, in my earliest years here. You know, oh, I had him. That's his block. You know, oh, I had him. That's him. And, Like you never see that, man. It's as soon as there's a mistake happen, the two guys turn to each other and they communicate. Like, and they, and it's it's never like, yeah, you're right. You you should have had that. It's always no, no. That's me. I could have done this, or no, that's me. They're all blaming themselves. Exactly, man. Yeah. That's how you accountability. Know that's how you know you've got a great group. Yeah. Um. But uh, I'll be honest, man. It, it starts and ends with uh with Pat Delmonico. Uh, that guy's that guy's a treasure, man. That guy works his tail off. You know, he's watching more film than most people. He's um, you know, if he could if he could weigh 300 pounds and, and gain a couple of inches, man, he'd be a hell of an old lineman because it's funny to sit back there and we call the play, we have the protection, you know, and, I, and I'm letting, you know, Nick or Larry take a rep and to hear him kind of communicate the play throughout, like, oh, uh, here's, you know, 4-2 wide, they're going to come with this stunt to the boundary, this stunt to the end, we should get it picked up as long as you can, possibly gets to the sand, we're going to be okay. And it just happens, you know, and it's <laughs> like, man, that's, he knows his stuff, and and he, even him, I've seen him kind of not calm down is not the right word, but um, you know, kind of holster his energy sometimes because I think he sees it in the old line right now. Where in the past years, he's he's kind of you know jumped up, throwing his papers. You know, how do you make that call? You know, you've got to you've got to make it this, and and it's, it's usually a test. Like, hey, I'm trying to test the old line to see if they can handle it um and this year i think he sees it these guys got it they understand it they communicate well and he more or less says you know hey you can okay why did you make that okay i would probably prefer you to make this but i definitely see what you're seeing you guys just talk it out because the truth is in a protection there's there is a perfect call for it but as long as whatever the call is you make it those guys run it we're usually going to be all right you know if we're hot i can get the ball out receivers make a play running back you make a guy miss but right. it's a special fun group to watch
0: what's what's the communication like with you and you cam in a game how much do you guys talk whether it's between plays on the bench um you know obviously he's the one calling out protection but you're you're helping him out too how much do you guys talk yeah in a game
2: it's it's not as much as uh, as you would see in the NFL because you have so much time on the clock in the NFL that, right. uh, that you get a, lot a of, good
0: look at it well, right?
2: well a lot of the QBs get to make the mic calls um you know you get to come up you'll hear you'll hear Tom Brady you know 45 50 times a game Mike five six Mike five six um and change it three four times in the place you have that much time but you know the quarterback's got to get out there and we usually have seven seconds once the play is broken um you get out there you got to see the defense possibly change protection so UCam is the quarterback of that line yeah you know he's the center of that line right there he's that communicator for those guys i'm the quarterback of the rest of the group making sure everybody gets in the right place and making a protection change and if i want to move the mic call i can do that but you cam and i we really communicate more um telepathically if anything you know it's more you kind of look each other in the eyes you know hey we got this that kind of thing but he knows i don't i don't like stepping on his toes i feel like that's his job to talk to those guys um i don't want to be the guy that's saying hey why do we miss this block you know why am i getting hit why am i getting set if that happens i'll let pat i'll let you can talk about it I, i care about the other guys is
0: it like is it important to you to know the protection scheme that they're doing whether they change it like if you're in shotgun and you're on the road you might not be able to hear his call, but is is that something you're always listening for, or no?
2: Oh, I mean, it's I know every single call and every single protection, and that's that's every quarterback. You have to. Um, is it hard
0: to hear him though in shotgun on the road? Nah, no, you
2: got you got signals, you got. I mean, the thing is, as quarterbacks, we come in on day one, you learn your run game, you learn your protections, you learn your pass game on day two, day three. Um, but you know, day one, day two, you're, you you got to get locked into every single front. Here's the special fronts we think they can do. Here's you know some of the blitzes they like to do. Uh this is when we need you to check, get out of protections, uh be ready for this, be ready for this. And basically as a quarterback, as soon as I walk up, i I check out free safety, I check out the front, see what they're doing. Um but no, I always know what call they're gonna be in, and that's on that's on the sim of the running back to communicate what the protection is, but I usually know it right away right when we walk out. Um so yeah, we'll talk a little bit of audible real quick. Um you know, obviously I went down right there in the second quarter, but uh the big thing to me that I that I loved about it was There wasn't a letdown as far as – because I I really kind of saw this early on as one of the games of the year, you know, coming back against Ottawa because we knew Trevor had a a tough game that first one, you know, then he came back, had a great game the week while we were on bye. So, you know, we really saw it as him coming out and them having a great offensive scheme and kind of putting things together. And, man, defense just does what defense does. It's You know, I don't want to jinx the guys, and I I don't love talking them up you know, all the time, but as a quarterback, sometimes, you know, you need to vocalize guys and they're balling out, um, And you know, barring injury and things like that. man, I think you're looking at, at one of the top de- defenses to ever play in this game in the CFL up here. I mean, I'm, I watch these guys, I play against these guys, and they're tough. It's so tough to find things. And, and when you do, what's crazy is you get happy about <laughs> six, to eight yard catches sometimes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like six, to eight yard catches and, and, and in their mind, you don't even see them react. They're just like, all right, that's fine. We just made the tackle right there, and then we're not giving up second and two, and we're over there like, yes, eight yards, we got it. Um, and if not, it's you know jump balls against some things like that because, man, these guys have been together. You got some new guys that are just great communicating, like Emmanuel Davis. Um, you know, possibly you know at some point here in the next the next little bit future, hopefully soon, get Jay Wall back, another leader back there, but. um, Man, they're fun to watch. They're they're hard to play against. I know, and, uh, and that's why when people are you know they're talking about Trevor right now, it's it's not Trevor. <laughs> you it's know, I'll be honest with you, it's not. It's the defense. Yeah. You know, I mean, show me somebody that's balled out against them. You know, I mean, they they there's there's one game where they gave up yards, and that was first game of the season. Um, you know, but they only gave up 14 points.
0: It's crazy too. when you're talking about like getting excited over five six yards. The first drive of the second half, in Ottawa was marching the field. Yeah, and it's like even then, you know, they're getting first downs, they're getting eight nine yard plays, and and the defense will make a tackle, and you look at the body language and nobody's freaking out. It's like, yeah, they're marching on us, cool, but let's just do our thing and, and worry about ourselves. It's crazy when you see wow. that calm demeanor, right? To me,
1: it, it to me it speaks volumes that the same team twice at pretty much the same juncture of the game had a f- what first and goal in two games, and yeah. it came away with all yeah. of three points. Mm-hmm. All of three, and in the CFL. That's that's hard to do. That's really hard to do.
2: That's the that's the bend but don't break. Yeah, you no, know, it's it's what you have to be as a defense, and and that's what's crazy is to is see guys get down to the ten yard line and and basically feel like oh yeah, but they're not going to score. And on offense, we're like oh, that's okay, it's a field goal, you know. And uh, watching that game though, watching that so because I came out right at the right at halftime, and uh, you know, I was just kind of moving around, testing the knee out and whatnot, but to watch Ottawa drive down. You know put up some points finally what it reminded me of was a boxing match and you know they came out whooped the guy's tail for three four rounds and the fifth round basically he realizes man i haven't even been punched yet so he walked out there put his gloves down like hey hit me in the chin the guy hits him and he's like all right here we go now we're in a fight again <laughs> yeah you know that's yeah, kind of yeah. what it felt like to me it was almost like defense like you know all right do something and they did something and they're like all right now we're ready again
1: I said to Will yesterday, and I, I, I this isn't a statistical thing; it's just a feel I have that, you know, it's been a very good defense for a while now, but it just seems like this year it's like okay, now we're taking the ball back too. Now we're just going to take the ball away. Yeah, you know, it used to be a lot of knocking down, a lot of you know, creating havoc in the backfield, just a lot of things that disrupted. But now there just seems to be turnovers that they're finding ways of just taking balls away.
2: I mean, they they definitely pride themselves on that. I know, I know, Josh Bell, you know, as the new DB coach, was kind of frustrated because through the first three games, we only had two picks. Mm-hmm. And I know he was, he was, he was like, man, yeah, we're doing good, but that's what great coaches do, you know, find out, you know, where can you improve on, even though how well you're playing. And he was, he was just like, man, yeah, yeah, we're doing good, but we got to take the ball away for you. Yeah. And I, in my head, I didn't even think about it. I, I was like, man, haven't y'all been taking the ball away? Like, I feel like y'all always do. <laughs> And then you look at that's the stats just, like, oh wow, okay, I guess they actually haven't. And just, then this game, just two notes. Yeah, just two notes <laughs> all the time. Man. And then this game, you got the two forced fumbles by you know Micah. You got the two picks. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was it was awesome to watch, man. But one thing I do want to mention in that game hmm. that a lot of people don't know, they know the they, they know the stat line, but Micah Johnson. Yep, player of the week. That's fine. Player of the week. He had three sacks and two forced fumbles. And what most people don't know is he only played 19 plays Oof. that entire game. That, that man insane. had three sacks and two force fumbles. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's a joke. That's funny. Like, you didn't only play 19 plays. And he's like, yeah, I did. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs>
0: so, what? That's the, greater than 25%. Man. So, for, th- for
1: those who don't know, though, but why is that? Why is he only in for 19 plays? You hear that stat? Well, he should be in on every down. That's not how it works.
2: Mainly honestly, mainly because of the D line we have. And we like to rotate guys. We like to make sure that if you're out there rushing the passer, you have full breath, you're ready to go. Yep. And it's not every play that they're in full breath. There's guys that have to go five, six plays in a row. Um, you know, but that's it's kind of it's kind of that same mindset as you would watch um this god I skipped my mind right now. Lacrosse. Yep. How you have the offense defense shifting on? Yeah, it's kind of how oh it is. transition. Yeah, the yeah. transition. Okay, yeah. it's kind of how it is for those guys. Is is you'll see those guys going to huddle and all right, hey, get two guys in, get two uh, or sorry, get two guys in, take two guys out. You know, it's just keeping that constant pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Even if we only rush four, we're still collapsing that pocket. And the fact is, is man, Micah is just you know he's, he's he is who he is. Everybody in the league knows, and he he might not get the recognition he deserves. Uh, and I'm going to speak on that here in a second because there's a sports site that I'm not going to name, but they announced the players of the week. And I, I've always seen the articles. It always pops up every Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. And it's always three players. And this week read Lule and Williams players of the week. And I was like, oh, that's weird. They only picked two this week. Huh? Click on the article and it was like, you know, Lule did this. Williams did this. Oh, and by the way, Micah Johnson was the third player of the week the DB from Calgary. And I was like, how disrespectful are they just, are they tired of talking about us? Do they not want to give the guys credit? Why is it because he's a D tackle? Why is this like when Charleston Hughes got three sacks in that game, people could not stop talking about that man. And I love Charleston. That's awesome. That's great. Yep. But he had three sacks and two forced fumbles in 19 plays and nobody's talking about it. And that is crazy to me just because he plays on a great defense, just because mm-hmm. who cares? The individual performance that man put out is breathtaking. Mm -hmm. It is insane that he is not getting talked about the way he should. But, uh, Micah, I got you, man. I'll talk about you all day because I know what you do for our team. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. When I come back, or when we come back, I'm going to have on my guest of the week. We're going to talk a little golf, a little event coming up um, that a lot of you know, and we might need some of your help as well. Uh, So we will be right back here on Sports at 960 The Fan
1: the bow show for sml entertainment pool tables hot tubs patio furniture and much much more with four locations in calgary cross iron mills and red deer go to SMLentertainment.com for details
2: welcome back to the bow show all right we got oh don't forget text in i want to talk about football in movies so football movies uh any scene you want to talk about, anything uh, you want to know if it's real, fake, realistic, uh, we can talk about it. I'll even kind of let you in on my probably top three favorite. Do you already have one? No, there's
0: a couple of texts on the, uh, on the text line. It was like, Bo, you don't even have to clarify this for, for me. I already know that draft day is fake. There's no <laughs> way somebody could trade up. and
2: Draft day is as real as it gets.
0: <laughs> Walk away with the, oh, don't pick that guy because no one went to his birthday party. Pick this running back. Pick this D lineman. <laughs> Draft day. Get is, all your picks
2: back. The realest football. It's probably my wife's favorite though. That's the back It's team. actually pretty good. She likes it. But. I think it's. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, all right. So we have an amazing, an amazing event coming up, and that is the ATV Classic. Uh, and we have my guest, my golfing partner, whenever he allows me to come on the course with him, uh, and also uh, former or not former, but current member at Country Hills Golf Course. Colin, how's it going, brother? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Bo? I'm doing good, man. So uh, so explain for the – let's act like not everybody knows what ATB Classic is, even though I know everybody does. Let them know what the ATB Classic is, and then we'll kind of jump into everything from there.
3: All right. The ATV Financial Classic is a uh, is the ninth tour stop on uh, 12 tournaments, one of uh, the 12 tournaments on the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. And uh, what it is is it's uh, a – Basically it's, uh, the minor leagues of golf. So players who play here now say this year will hopefully be on the PGA tour in two years from now. So it's a, it's a big stepping stone.
2: Okay. Yeah. So for those who don't know, I I went last year, I watched the event. I put my daughter in the, uh, in the trophy. Uh, still got the pictures of that. That was awesome. But it's a, it's at the best golf course in in Calgary and that's country Hills golf club. Um, but, Colin, I mean, tell us, you know, it's been so successful over the past couple of years. You know, why, why has the ATB Classic been so successful?
3: Uh, well, there's a few things. Um, first of all, the, the PGA Tour itself took over the Canadian Tour back in 2013. And ever since then, the, the quality of the field has gotten better and better and better and younger and younger and younger each year. And so we got uh, better players. And, of course, in order to make all these uh, successful events happen, you need uh, volunteers, which we uh, hope to have 300, and caddies, and as well as we have a great sponsor, as you guys all know, uh, ATB.
2: Yeah, I mean, ATB they always put up uh, they always put on amazing events. But I know that you know from being at the event last year, seeing all the signage and everything they put around, and, and, and what they put the you know the caddies, everybody in, um, they, they always do a great job. But uh, I want to hit on what you said right there. Uh, caddies and volunteers because these events, you know, really don't go off without them. Um, you know, so, you know, do you, do you still need more you know, what are we looking at, you know, for this, this upcoming event?
3: Absolutely. We do need some volunteers still. Um, it is three weeks away. So we, we have a better time yet, but where we really need uh, some people to come forward is to caddy. And if you're uh, someone who really enjoys golf, you get a chance to be right there with the player inside the ropes, watch some. Top class, world class golf, uh, and all you have to be able to do is uh, carry some clubs. You don't have to help with the reading of the greens because the pros probably won't. Uh, probably won't. For, take for not knowing advice. you very long, won't take your, won't, won't take your advice anyway.
2: I don't know. I'm, I, I plan on coming to caddy, and um, I'm going to pull out. You know, I'm going to pull out my sheet, and as soon as he pulls out a six iron, i be like, yeah, man, I think you should go with three wood. <sighs> You haven't been hitting the ball great. <laughs> you're not that big of a guy. I think you should go three wood here. Um Oh yeah. yeah. That, that's you. <laughs> but uh no man, yeah. Um get out if you if you are out there, I know you I know Stampede has got over with and and volunteer wise, you know, a lot of people help out with that. Um but if you're if you're a golf person, if you if you want to get on and see some pro players and, and watch these guys um, not on camera, not on TV, but get to sit behind them and watch these guys hit some golf shots and and kind of sit through their thought process. Um, there's no better way to do it right here than this event, and not a better course to do it at at you know than at Country Hills. Um, I think one of you guys wanted to ask. Uh,
1: uh, I just wanted to say I did a couple years ago because Johnny Winwick from ATB is a good a good dude and a good friend of mine, and uh, he asked me. I went out and I announced the pairings. So yeah. and and I'm you know. Dandy. Now to the T. Yeah, now to the T. Rob tea. Kerr. But I'll say this. Let me just let me just give a little bit of love to these guys. Because they are grinding it out on this tour. They are some of the most down-to-earth athletes I have been around. Um, there's a bunch of college or recently, you know, graduated college guys and stuff like that, and they are chasing the dream. But man, they're a lot of fun to be around. Like this is if you're into golf, this is this is a dream scenario. Oh, it yeah. really is. And by the way, since we have you. Uh, neither of us have ever golfed with Bo. Um he does tend to brag a little Talks bit. That's a but, big game, Colin. But, but Colin, <laughs> you you you've is he, you know, as good as he tells us he is?
3: Well, I'm I'm not sure what he's telling you, yeah, but you know, know. what? Yeah. For someone for guys, <laughs> Tiger Woods light. <laughs> Tiger Wood's like he hits the ball so much further than me. I mean, he's got a few things he could work on, but you might compare his game to uh, Bubba Watson, who likes to work the ball quite a bit. Uh, but man, he can hit it, and I mean, he's an athlete. He's He's got some talent.
1: Is he a talker, though? He strikes me as a guy oh. that the m- mouth just never stops, especially when you're on the green.
3: Why would you he, think? He, he is, is... Actually, he's more... Uh, he likes to get in other people's kitchen. Actually. Of course he does. No! Of course he does. <laughs> no! Oh,
2: <yeah>. Timeout. timeout. <laughs> uh, That's you know, not always uh, the case. Basically, what happened is, I went out with Colin for my first round, and... We're golfing, and, and, and he knows the course so well, and, and, he, and he, you know, he knows how to set up his shots, and so he's, he's letting us know every hole. Like, hey, man, you want to leave it here? Don't, don't go here. If you go here, you're in trouble. You can't do anything about it. And in the beginning of the round, uh, you know, Colin plays this nice baby fade damn near every time, just right down the middle where he wants it. And in the beginning, he was kind of pushing it a little too far right, and he's like, yo oh, man, I don't know what's going on, but I'll, I'll get it back. And I was like, oh, nice. Like, maybe I can keep up with this guy. And then as soon as I found out that he found his baby fade, he just, and this, this is every time I play with him now, is he just puts together birdies, a string of birdies. It's, it's, it's usually like, you know, par, par, but you par. Kind of runs away with it. And then it's just like birdie, birdie, par, birdie, birdie. And I'm like, what just happened? All of a sudden you look at the score and you're like, oh, I'm nowhere near this guy. Um, so,
1: so, Colin, just for the sake of our audience, is he more Sergio Garcia in terms of his setup and time, or is he more Carl Spackler? <laughs>
3: Oh, okay. okay. it's back Okay. Okay.
2: Cinderella story. There.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah, not Kevin Na. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, don't no. Get that, that, up that, there and that. look at the shot twelve times. <laughs> no Back up no. halfway through my swing.
2: <laughs> um, no, but I will tell you a funny story. So, me and Colin are on on the we're on the course the last the last last round we played together and uh, and and he can putt, you know, and he knows those greens so well, but he can putt. And one thing I started noticing is that no matter if it's a four foot putt or a forty foot putt. When he sets up and then looks at the hole and does his practice swing, his practice swing is like a full putt swing. I mean, like all the way back, all the way forward. And it could be a four-foot putt, and then he sets up and hits his, hit, hits his shot. And so finally, he, he hits a couple of birdies in a row. And so I was like, I'm going to get in his head a little bit. I was like, hey, Colin, hey, why is it that you take that full swing before every one of your putts? I was like, doesn't that throw you off a little bit? And he was like, honestly, I never thought about it. And I was like, now you will. <laughs> like
0: the get in his head.
2: Oh man, but I mean, maybe like two holes later he missed like a 6 or 8 footer or something like that and I was I was like, "Yes, that was me. You missed that because of me, not because of the grass or the wind or the, the break, nothing." Um, but no, Colin, man, appreciate appreciate you coming on. Uh anything else you want to
3: say about the ATB?
0: Maybe just just yeah, re- maybe just yeah. reset Colin and tell us where we can find information.
3: Yes. Yeah. So you can go to atbfinancialclassic.com, dot com, and you can uh, yes yeah, sign up to be a volunteer, a caddy, and there's also a charity walk uh, going on there on the Sunday. So all that information is there. And uh, one thing I just want to throw in is that uh, Madison, uh, Bo's wife, mm. now she can golf. So yes, that's true. I got yeah, her swing. Now. now she's she's awesome. So I'll leave it. Nice, leave it at nice that.
0: exit. Nice exit. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate
2: it. That's
1: Colin. all we needed to know. Thanks, Colin.
3: All right, thanks. Have a good one.
0: Thank
2: you. So, yeah, like you said, the charity walk on Sunday, I, I will be at that as well, my wife and, and daughter as well. And basically, you just, it's not, you're just—it's you not walking the whole course. You get out there, you walk. Um, I want to say you walk around number 9, 10. You kind of go down the cart path, and they kind of tell you some things about the holes, and you, you loop back around to hit 18. Um, but it, it's, an, it's an awesome event. It's quick. Huff will be there doing it. I think Dave might be there. Um, and it, it's a fun event just kind of show you the course and kind of set you up for the classic but you know even if you can't volunteer if you don't have the time for it or you know if, if you are a golf fan please go out there and be a caddy because I'm telling you it's a, it's something you will not you will never ever forget um, and who knows you may see one of those shots you get to tell your kids about one day but um, just come out and watch the event watch these guys golf you know I stood on the 18th and the 18th is it is a dog leg right but then the last part and there's like a landing area for about 100-200 yards you want to hit there, and then you got to hit up, and it's about a it's about a seventy five foot climb, or yard climb, to get up there, and you got to land it too. And if not, there's a backstop, but it stays in that backstop. And to watch these guys hit some of these shots onto that eighteenth hole, man, it is, it is memorable to watch.
0: Yep. Uh, uh, ATBFinancialClassic dot August sixth to twelfth at Country Hills Golf Club.
2: All right. Switching gears back to CFL really quickly. Uh, one thing I found interesting, we kind of mentioned it here off the air a little bit. Um, three teams were on bye week last week. So mm-hmm. if, you searching, if you were searching for the fourth game. Yeah, where was it? You got unlucky and you couldn't find it. Um, but I was just sit here, sitting here chatting with Will. A bye week for a team, to me, is an advantage. You get to rest some of your guys. You know, you get to get the bodies back a little bit. And you have two weeks prepare for your next team who's only going to be able to prepare for one week. That's your advantage coming off a bye week. That's why we're 11-0 and coming off a bye week. If there were two other teams, I would be so mad. If there were two other teams on a bye week the same week as me, and then not only that, but I played one of them coming up. So Sask Hamilton are both on bye weeks last week, and now they play each other. Where's, there's no advantage. No. no. They, I mean, they they but, lose their advantage on a bye week coming into the season.
1: But. You go to three bye weeks in a season in a, in a nine team league. It's not a lot of flexibility,
2: right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I mean, I guess I've, not, I've never had to put together a CFL schedule, so I would never know. Honestly, it's kind of one of those things where I'm, I'm talking as a very biased opinion. You know, you always look at your schedule and everybody thinks, oh, we have the worst schedule. You know, every, every single team thinks Well, that. if
1: you weren't here, we were going to talk about it anyway, right? We don't, have, we don't have any money in the game. You have money in the game, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's not us. It's Sask and Hamilton. I feel bad for those guys. Sure. I mean, yeah, they both have bye weeks. That's great. But, you know, I bet they're kind of sitting there thinking like, well, you know, now during our bye week, we don't even have extra film to watch on these guys because they're not playing. It's mm-hmm. happening
0: to you, by the way, in week 10. Good. I can voice it even more when that happens. Um, you and Sass both coming off a of bye to play
2: each other. So so what happens to Sass twice? Yeah. <laughs> this time there, at least. There, the, there's your, there's your fairness a, right there. <laughs> <I> never <laughs> said <laughs> a word.
1: Never said a word. Um, never said a word.
2: Uh. All right. Let me know what you guys think. T.O.
0: No, no. Let me know what you think. No, nope, T.O. 44 we
2: years it. old. This man wants to come back and play football.
0: Uh, two words for you, T.O. Good luck. Yeah.
1: I, I, no, you know what? I want to ask you the other one. I want to flip it back on you. Should he be in Canton? Should he be going? To, I mean, where are you at in terms of this Hall of Fame debate? I mean, it's all great and fine. And, and 44 years old, if he comes back, it'll be, you know, short term. But dude got his name called, enshrined. He's, he's among the honored, and he's not going, and they're not going to mention him.
2: Does that not seem a little silly? Uh, I do think he should be in Canton. Yeah. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Fame player. Um, antics and all that stuff, man, is. You know, they talk about the fraternity and the brotherhood of the Hall of Fame. And, you know, I, I de- I'm definitely not speaking down on that, but don't overplay it to the point where it's it's like you're in a locker room together. You know, like, no, you're just in the same league of players that played great in this league for a certain amount of years. And, and Terrell Owens is one of those players.
1: But, but not to go, to, to protest the fact that you weren't a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's hard to defend that, I think.
2: Yeah, because... You're, it's and it's when you say things like that, it's not, it's not even saying, it's not saying what he wants it to. What he what he's trying to say is, I deserve to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and that may be true. But go back and look at the guys on the ballot when you didn't get voted. You know when you were that first ballot when it was your chance to be that guy who got voted in. Because what you're saying is that they should not have gotten voted in front of you. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you're saying anything against. The Hall of Fame, or anything like that, you're saying, No, I'm snubbing the guys that got picked instead of me. And that's not right. Right. Because I'm sure those guys deserve it as well. And that's where, you know, I think you miss your message.
0: Yeah, but Terrell Owens, I think it's a publicity stunt. I think it's uh, a joke. And I honestly said it before I wouldn't be stunned if he showed up and got a deal. I'd be shocked if he made any sort of impact on the field.
2: I mean, I know Rob's opinion on this. He's tired of hearing about. These NFL players that want to come, and we're all thinking, "Oh, it's gonna be so great." You said two words. I'll say one. Stop. You're 44 years old. You were in the arena football league, and hey, I'm, I'm a fan, Toro. I'm a huge fan. I was always a fan of watching you play. I didn't care about your antics off the field. I was young. I thought they were cool. Uh, I loved watching you run to the middle of the Dallas Cowboys star because I've never been a fan of them, so I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you're 44 years old, and you were, you know, you tried to play in the arena league, and it didn't go well. You know, my best friend was at the game when this man, you know, walked off the field in the middle of the game because people were booing. You know, I mean, hey, the CFL is not a joke. You will not come up here and just think you're gonna. I mean, call your friend, man. Call your buddy Chad. And ask him how it went.
1: I I agree, but Will and I got into it earlier. I I I think it's going to happen.
2: I don't. I don't think it's going to happen.
0: I think it's. I don't a, think he's going to get offered a deal.
1: What again, then why would Edmonton put him on the neglect? So that we're talking about the
0: Edmonton Eskimos. Their I, name is in no, the news.
1: I don't
2: think so. They don't need that.
0: Well, they don't need Terrell Owens at 44. Okay. Who's, he, who's he playing for? Nobody. They've got, they've got a squad. They've only got oh, who's three he?
2: they've only got three American receivers on the roster. Yeah.
0: And they're all pretty good last time I checked. Damn good. Yeah. So who's he playing for?
2: Now, listen, if the Chad Johnson experiment went different and Chad came up here and had 600 yards receiving mm-hmm. and four touchdowns, mm-hmm. that's different, but... I, I just... We, I, I, got, I mean, we, Will yeah. and
1: I have kind of gone around on this. I I, I don't think there's anything... On, I, I I, don't get the publicity. I don't buy the publicity. The, the other thing was, well, maybe they're trying to keep him from going. I don't know. He's 44 years old.
2: He is but what he is. Publicity or not, you'll get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. There's no and that's not good publicity. No, there's a reason Michael Jordan isn't still on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah. Now, will people shun you for saying, oh no, Michael can still go out there and do it? Yeah, Michael could shoot a wide open three right now, mm-hmm. but he's not gonna go out there and, and compete with the NBA just right like now.
0: As I said earlier, Owens like he's still got hands.
2: Yeah, he's still got great hands. He's not gonna separate on anyone. I have a I have I have and I'll call him a source. I have a source very, very close to me that threw to him last off season, and he wasn't getting open on juco college kids you're not getting open on anybody up here that's mm. not happening man that's an, that's it's it's to me I, you know and i'm so avid about it because it's disrespectful to the league man it's disrespectful our game and the dbs out here that are getting paid agree. to think mm-hmm. that you can come in here at 44 and make an impact
1: agreed but why did edmonton why did edmonton add him a couple weeks ago
0: why not? They got nothing to lose by adding
1: again. Him. Well, that's not how it works. You could do that. Yeah, Neglace. How many guys on Neglace get signed? Rob. No, I understand that, but why add? So forty 40- him does nothing. No, I understand that, but why add a forty-four? Because their name time? is in the news. No, it doesn't work that way.
2: How about this? Hey, <laughs> if they maybe maybe I'm buddies with his agent, and it's, hey, we're gonna put him on the Neglace. I want y'all to uh, I want y'all to activate our ten day clause, and let's let's see if we can trade him for something. Because somebody else might exactly. need that. Exactly. Well, that's, that's what, Nick, that's what else, Nick Lewis said. Somebody last, else might need that that's what Nick
1: Lewis said last night on Twitter. Nick Lewis said last night on Twitter that he wouldn't be surprised if he wants to play somewhere out east.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right? And and I'm sure Nick is mentioning one place and one place only. Montreal. That's your opinion.
1: Yeah. That's your opinion. <laughs> that's your opinion. <laughs> We're behind.
2: <laughs> uh, right. really. We've will uh we'll take a that's that's dad telling me to get off the mic and No, go, I'm just go we got stuff to give away. Plus you
1: almost you always you promised us something we we're gonna talk about.
2: That's right. All right, text in 960-960 football and movies. Let me know what, what football movies you know you love, what's the scenes, and and tell me, ask me, are, are they realistic? Are they fake? Would this ever happen? Um and uh and we'll and we'll talk about it here on this uh this next uh this next segment. And uh also I kind of want to jump in on the The head injuries thing you were talking about coming from a player we can talk about that a little bit Uh, but we will be right back here on Bo Show on Sportsnet 960 The Fan Hell yeah Back to the Bo Show for SML Entertainment One, two, three
1: on Sportsnet 960 The Fan Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by it was a
0: good song, so I had to let it play a little bit. Understand. And then uh, <laughs> let it breathe. Getting a little anxious. Let length. it breathe a little bit. Rob's like, get on the <laughs> air <laughs> now. <laughs> he's
3: he's, he's
0: uh, entering Bob McCown so territory with this music bed. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> we're going to have to start
1: paying for
2: it.
0: I think we got like thirty seconds before we owe for it. (laughs) All
2: right, uh, quickly before we jump on the uh, the text line, uh, we have two prize packs to give away. So how we're gonna do this on a separate text in the text line? This never goes over well. The separate text is usually always combined. Um, But basically, guys, we have a new section at McMahon Stadium called the Quick Six Stables. Uh, and to promote this, we're going to do a little giveaway right here, let you guys know. And I've seen it. What's funny is I've seen it during practice, and I've been like, man, what is that? And basically, they raised up the stands, gave you like a nice, actually, like platform to eat off of. So you're not just like, you know, eating your nachos out of your lap. Nice. Um, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. And it's right there next to the locker room. So you'll see the players right there running in. You'll see where we score a lot of touchdowns. Um, <laughs> so, prize details right here it's going to be a four pack for each winner. So, for each winner, you'll get four Stan Peter t-shirts, four Stan Peter sunglasses, and it's going to be hot, so you're going to need them. Four tickets to the Quick 6 Stables, which include the game ticket this weekend to Montreal on July 21st. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. You get a burger and a beer voucher per ticket, so that's going to be uh, four of those each. Uh, souvenir stamp seats, cushions, yours to keep. Uh, tabletop is what I was describing, the tabletop and extra leg room for your comfort, so you're basically sitting in more of like a, a bar stool type of seat. Um, but we've got we've got two of those prize packs to give away. So I'm going to give two trivia questions. Uh, text in, and by the end of the show, I'll pick two winners. Whoever gives me the answers correctly first. Uh, the first question is going to be. We'll call back to the beginning of the show. First question is going to be instead of the man, the mandolin. What did I buy Quinn at first? Wrong-handed. Ah, oh, see, now you gave it away.
1: No, I didn't. Well, you didn't buy it for him. Yeah, no, you didn't
0: buy it.
2: What was I about to buy for Quinn that I ended up not getting and I got the mandolin instead? That is one. 960-960.
3: First
0: and last name on the text. Len Morati, text line. There's
2: the pros right there, ladies and gentlemen, because I would not have asked you for that. The second one is going to be the last time that I got injured in a game and was forced to miss time. What game was it? What year? Nice. So, so the game I was actually injured in. Okay. And that means, and I missed the next game. Okay.
1: Nine nine six zero nine six zero on the Glenmore Audi uh, text line. You have to have your first and your last name on there, so we can
2: get a hold of you. And uh, so there's two of those, two separate winners right there. Uh, Each each winner gets a four pack uh all right so yeah let's jump into some of these football texts oh really quick before you while you search through those football texts uh just want to announce coming up soon in august we got two great things coming in august one the field of dreams coming up august 11th um kids under 12 are are free uh but basically it's uh it's jack Fulton, a guy that's been with us for a while puts together this event uh we go down there it's a home run derby um It's a baseball game, and it'll be the stamps against some of the alumni from the Flames this year. Uh, It's a great event. I'll talk more coming up, getting closer to August. But also, just start putting it in the back of your mind. The entire month of August is All Stars for Kids, for Big Brother, Big Sister. Mm. Uh, I will be having on Karen Karen Olsen coming into August, but I'll also be doing my Throw for Broke game there at the end of the month. But the entire month, every single donation is matched by Gary Neeson of Qualico so we will talk about that more as well but just start putting in the back of your minds if you're looking for um, you know something great to do this summer something good to do for somebody else uh, this is there's no better event and and I'm one of those all-stars that loves to do things for kids and and try to try to find a way to give back and I think this is one of the best ways but it's their biggest fundraiser of the year and uh, it's definitely the one they need the most so remember
1: what you did last year
2: do I remember what I did well no how much you raised last year uh the the whole thing total. Yeah. I know we hit the $200,000 yeah, mark. Yeah. Yeah. We hit the $200,000 mark. And then uh, for the throw for broke. Yeah. For the throw for broke, we, uh, we broke $50,000. So that was awesome. That's great. Yep. So, all right, let's jump into some of these football movie texts.
0: Uh, Bo, on any given Sunday, two players psych themselves up, like you're smashing their heads together as hard as they can. Have you ever seen something like that? What is the craziest pregame ritual you've ever witnessed in a locker room?
2: Oh, that's pretty good. Um, all right, so that does happen. That is realistic. <laughs> uh, I, I still see it today. Um, you know, one of one of our old linemen always. You know, Don likes to run to one of the old linemen. Uh, he'll push one of them, and they just bang his shoulder pads for him. And it just kind of. A lot of guys you hear him talk about. You know, oh yeah, it takes that first hit to get me to the game. You know, so a lot of guys that kind of treat that as that first hit. Um, the <laughs> one of the weirdest ones is definitely almost exactly what happens is. In college, I remember two guys just grabbing each other's shoulder pads and just smacking their faces against each other, you know, with their their helmets on. And and nowadays everybody would look at that and be like, that's CTE right there. That's why that's why <laughs> the concussion movie is even a thing. Um but yeah, no, definitely uh definitely realistic.
0: Uh lots of uh nominations because you asked for obviously uh, best or favorite football movie, a lot of uh nominations for the program.
2: Oh yeah. The program. I I, I think to me the program is just the best uh it's probably the best story behind the football movie you know a lot of them some of them you have actual good uh to me on field play uh and when i think about those i think about somewhat the replacements a little bit any given sunday uh friday night lights you know is a great one that where the actual on field were you know it looked like football if you're a football player you can actually see it um but, yeah, the program to me was, you know, that was one where the story behind it was awesome. I loved – my favorite part about the program is the football when he fumbles it and coach makes him carry it around class and, you know, players in a the class, they knock it out and it's like, if anybody else brings me back this football besides you by Friday, and I love that because, like, things like that do happen. So it's, it's pretty funny.
0: Uh, the replacements when the uh, O-lineman uh, vomits in the huddle and everybody moves on one count. Uh, any any huddle moves like that?
2: Um, I have not seen a huddle move because of it. Uh, I've definitely seen people vomit. Man, one guy I remember specifically, Riley Dodge. So one of our uh, one of our rival high schools was South Lake Carroll, and Riley Dodge, which is the son of uh, Todd Dodge, which is a, which is a great um, high school and NCAA football coach down in Texas. Uh, he ended up being a head coach at North Texas for a while and, and moved to other places. But his son Riley Dodge was you know one of those kids that. I was competing with to try to be one of the top quarterbacks in Texas. And they were just that no huddle passing offense all the time. And it's a semifinal game. We go into the championship in his last drive and he comes out there. They get on the line right away. He turns around, lifts the helmets up and like projectile vomit behind him, <laughs> grabs his towel, wipes his mouth, you know, throws like a 40 yard ball, does it again, vomits again after the throw runs up there, calls the next play. And they're, Run like two or three more plays, score a touchdown to win the game. Uh, and it was like one of those where I was like, man, were the nerves that bad? Or was he just like hyped up on caffeine, You know, didn't drink enough water, whatever it was. But uh, yeah, that was definitely one of those moments.
0: Oh, man. Uh, lots of talking here, too. You mentioned the movie earlier about Friday Night Lights, but this one reads, hey, Bo, is a guy who played high school football in Texas, can you tell me how realistic Friday Night Lights, the movie and the show, actually are?
2: Yeah. Uh, I've actually compared... My high school, too, Friday Night Lights, a lot, the movie, because it is true. Uh, When I was growing up, the town would basically shut down. You know, you'd see all the signs. You know, this, I don't even know what they're called, but the signs like where you have to like put each individual letter up, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Those signs are all over small towns. Um, You know, it's a lot of advertising, things like that. But every game, it was always, you know, good luck this week against Morton Ranch. Hey, Tigers, go get them 14 and 0. Hey, Tigers, go get them 15 and 0. Um and then you saw what, what's funny is you start to see the superstitions between their the, the every single restaurant. Like the restaurant, you know, they put one and oh at the bottom because my senior year we went sixteen and oh won a state championship. So they wouldn't change their sign the the whole year. And they would just change the numbers one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, and they wouldn't change anything. Uh but yeah, the town town literally shuts down. We have about twenty, twenty five thousand 25,000 the state game was fifty six, sixty thousand. And um yeah, man, it's, it's pretty realistic. I've I've gotten off tickets while driving because the cop walks up and he's like, oh, Bo, all right, well, just go get him this Friday. And I'm like, oh, man, thank you. My dad would have killed me.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Can't wow. get that uh, ticket in the mail. Uh, why couldn't Rod Tidwell get a big contract coming off 110 catches and 1,500 yards playing for the Cardinals? Was Jerry Maguire actually a bad <laughs> Show agent?
2: me the money. <laughs> oh, man. Um <laughs> That's a that's a that's a great movie. I like that one, uh, and I actually I kind of make fun of my agent sometimes, uh, <laughs> just because that's like the one that's like the one movie that's kind of inspired behind the agent more than the actual football play itself, right? Um, but man, the one thing I will give them credit for is is the actual like hit when he gets hit. Uh, it looked like the kind of hit, you know, that you would break your leg on. Um, but love the story that you know comes behind it and everything. But, uh, man, yeah, is they nobody wants to pay these uh these older guys, you know, these forty-four year old receivers that want their hundred million dollar contracts.
0: <laughs> uh, Bo, any uh, water boys for the Stampeders that could be the next star linebacker? Robbie
2: Brills. Rob, Robbie Brills is gonna. <laughs> so Robbie Brills, uh, he always brings our water out to the field and without fail he full speed sprints every time and like you're on you're in tennis shoes on a turf field even the refs on our field wear cleats you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's like it's like walking on shoes on ice you know there's a good chance you're gonna fall and he just without fail i'm like all right rob that's good get the water out and just full speed sprints but he has zero knee drive it's all butt (laughs) kick on his run so it's just like the heels going backwards and, uh, and yeah, man,
0: that always – That's hilarious. I don't
2: know if he's going to have the success that Adam Sandler had.
0: But... Uh, Bo, do you agree Ryan Gosling does not get called out enough for being an absolute liability at corner in Remember the Titans? <laughs>
2: that's, that's probably Ryan Gosling's biggest regret is playing that part. <laughs> man, I love – whoever that was, I love that text. I've, I've actually had people tell me that before. I've seen a meme about that or something. Uh, so, I know you kind of stole that, but uh man, that is true. he was an absolute liability <laughs> wasn 't he like the coach 's son? I
0: think so, yeah,
2: and they always took the actual starter off and put him in, and he get toasted and yeah,
0: His parents are screaming at him, and yeah,
2: yeah, good looks can get you to pass a lot of things, man. Mm. My wife always tells me that that's that 's <laughs> the one guy <laughs> she crosses ryan
0: gosling it 's over <laughs> uh just a couple more uh, recommendations for best movie ever uh when the game stands tall. Have you ever seen it?
2: Uh yes, and actually, I don't know if it is it that one. My high school running back is in one of them. Um, I'm not. Sh- hmm. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that one. It's the. Uh, it's the one about Dallas. The all red team. It's blanking my mind right now. Um, but yes, I have seen when the game stands tall. Um, Dallas red team that didn't happen
0: to get some filming here, did it?
2: It might have. Actually, I do. I do because I in. I did
0: a. I did a scene one time uh, as an extra in the stands at McMahon, and the team was wearing red. Yeah, They're from so, Texas.
2: So if you're watching Friday Night Lights, I don't know why the name's is blanking my head right now. But if you're watching Friday Night Lights, the red team that they run into—that's just like gigantic human beings. That's the team that that movie's about. Yeah. Um, and he's one of the running backs on there, and he—he—he—he he, he, he played at TCU. He had a little stint in the NFL quickly, but uh, he's more of an actor rapper now. But yeah, I definitely remember him being in that movie. But. I can't remember the name of it for the life And record. we'll end
0: on this one. Uh, in, the, in the U.S., mm-hmm. Bo, do prisons actually have legit leagues? Uh, <laughs> why can't I play quarterback?
2: Play. <laughs> throw me the ball. That's why. Now sit down, <laughs> now, now, sit
0: down and shut up. <laughs> you played <the> at Kansas State?
2: <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's probably one of my top favorite ones. That's one, of those, that's one of those I watched as a kid that, um, you know, the football and everything. Which cool. one, the original the, or the remake? uh i saw i obviously i obviously saw the remake first went back and watched the original um and i think the original probably does more justice you know and and, and then everything nowadays is all overacted you know yeah. what i mean remake is pretty good though the, but the remake is pretty good yeah. i that was i was uh the movie hard, hard talking to think adam sandler yeah. was going to be
1: sorry the movie we're talking about Longest, longest yard. yard. Yeah, you. the remake. I, yeah, yeah. We don't don't think we ever said oh, that. Sorry, yeah, the longest oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Longest yard. Year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. so I have the last question. Uh oh. In Gus, the uh California Adams turned their uh, mule, <laughs> the mascot, into their kicker, and he would kick one hundred yard field goals. What's the longest field <laughs> oh. goal you've ever seen kicked?
0: Whether if, it's practice or
2: whatever. Oh man. The longest field goal I've ever seen kicked. And have you
1: ever seen a a donkey kick a football?
2: (laughs) I've never seen a donkey (laughs) do anything. Okay. Um, All right. Longest field goal I've ever seen kicked was at SMU. It was um, the punter for the Saints right now. Punter for the Saints. And the kickoff. Yeah, he was our punter for two years. But he's led the league in in touchbacks. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I have this... Okay, quickly. Yeah. I have this theory. <laughs> yeah. Because we have downhill motion in the CFL. hmm So, I have this theory on field goal. If you were to kick a 70-yard field goal, mm-hmm. you have the kicker back up 15 yards like he would, or 10 yards on a kickoff. Because look how far they kick it on kickoff. Yeah. 70, 75 yards. Right. Boris Beatty's basically... He's putting the ball 5, 10 yards deep in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the snapper, or sorry, the holder was to look back and like nod his head, and he starts to run, and you kind of time it out and set and put the ball down, and he could full speed sprint into his kick like he does on kickoff. I think you can make seventy yard field goals instead of throwing a hell mary at the end of the game. You know what I mean? Like, what's the chances of? I think the kickers are pretty accurate on kickoff.
0: But how different would it be when you have a rush coming at you?
2: Well, and that's where the timing comes in place. You know, the timing's got to be he's back there. He starts running and you get the same timing you would on a regular field goal because op, the, the count of your off is very imperative to not getting blocked because basically the guys in the edge are coming free. You can kind of slow them down with your arms, but they're basically coming free, and the time of your off has to beat them.
0: So, seen, how familiar are you with rugby?
2: Uh, decently familiar.
0: So, you know, when they score a try, and wherever you place the ball down in the end zone is yep. where your kicker has to kick the extra point from. Right. And, and, it's, and that's why see, that's right. why
2: people don't know that the guys get in the end zone, they run for 20 yards they the and then put the ball yeah. Down. yeah.
0: So, anyways... The kicker kicks it um you know from wherever the ball was placed, and the rest of the team that just got scored on is on the goal line, Yep. as soon as that kicker makes one motion towards the ball, they can sprint to try and block it, yeah, so something similar like that right exactly like, it's that's, it's you it's, still have the pressure, but you also it's like realistic that you can actually make the kick i've I've tried to convince
2: our special team's coach Mark Killam, to try this, <laughs> and i'm I feel like I'm starting to break the ice-, mm-hmm. but ultimately he's just like, bo, go, go in the offensive room." <laughs> Get out go, of here. go in there and worry about office I'm like, all right. Um, we have uh, some answers for the prize giveaways.
0: Uh, first, uh, reveal the answer to the injury game because there's so many guesses. Toronto
2: 2014. Okay,
0: so I will solve that problem right now.
2: Yep, so Toronto 2014 was the last time uh, that I got injured and missed a game because of it. One. Are we going to talk about this? Yeah,
0: what was the injury? What are we, what are we talking about? Well, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, it was it was quick game. I scrambled up, started to slide, and as I started to slide, Shea Emery, the very the cleanest player to ever play in the CFL, uh, you know, tries to finish Cleaner me off, and my foot in gets stuck Ottawa, in the ground, yeah. and everything twists.
0: What's that? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. at all. Nothing. I want to get you in trouble. Uh, <laughs> our two winners are Carmen and Todd. Carmen correctly answered the 2014 against the Argonauts. And Todd correctly answered the left-handed banjo.
2: Nice. Left-handed banjo. Call him back. Well, appreciate you guys. Congratulations. Don't forget ATB Classic. If you want to be a caddy, if you want to be a volunteer, uh, what was it? ATBfinancialclassic.com. Jump on there. uh, Sign up. If not, just go take your kids out there. It's an awesome event. Um, But, guys, appreciate you all. I know I took a little bit of y'all's time. What's up? What's up? Oh, man. Are you okay? Uh man, it's four forts. You gotta go. Yeah, I feel like I feel like y'all really need to get into you alls show. <laughs> well, see you later, uh, Bo. Thanks for coming. <laughs> appreciate you guys, man. That's it. No update. Top titty. Hell yeah.
1: All right.